Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And I'm AJ Casada. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you would like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to twiz.io to sign up today. All right, how's it going, agency owners? Welcome to another episode of How to Scale an Agency. I'm your host, AJ Casada, co-founder of Revenue Boost. And today I have my good friend, Mandy Ellison, back for a part two. Some of you guys might realize, but we had Mandy on the podcast two weeks ago to talk through her stages of growth on exactly how to go from zero to 10 million in a very systematic way. Uh, Mandy just recently released her uh, her new book, The Hands-Off CEO, and this is exactly what she helps uh, consulting agencies with. And I was so blown away by the value she shared last time I had to have her back for part two. And today we're going to just really recap the five stages of growth and what to do at each revenue level. Uh, but then we're going to get right into offer creation because one of the things that really stood out about Mandy was her clients are getting paid five, six, even seven figures. Uh, even just before this call, she was working with a client on creating a million dollar offer. And I know for some of you guys listening, that might just be like mind boggling. And you might be like, how is that even possible? But you know, just know that it is possible. We're going to talk about how people will pay anything if there's enough value. And uh, without further ado, I want to just give it off to Mandy and just say, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me back, KJ. I think we had a really great conversation and um, I love our conversations because I know that the work that we do fits so well with work that you guys do with um, the marketing channels, cold outreach and how um, you're able to, to really ramp up the lead growth for your clients. So the better the offer, the easier that is to do. Absolutely, absolutely. That's one thing I've learned. You know, When I started Revenue Boost, we really got into the leads and the sales, but quickly we realized these guys all need help with their offers, right? Most agencies, they they sell SEO, they sell websites, they sell consulting, they sell this and that, and they don't really have an offer. They have a service, they don't have an offer, right? So I, I've really realized how how important that is to craft that offer. And everyone listening, you guys have probably heard the importance of creating that irresistible offer, right? Especially because it became mainstream after Alex Ramos released that book, $100 million offers, right? That really just like, you know, uh, blew up. So, but then the question is how? How do I make my offer better? You know, do I add more stuff in it? Do I take stuff away? How can I increase my price, right? How can I increase my price while still viable as a client? There's all these questions that come up, right? So Mandy, before we get into offers, can you just really, really quickly yeah. recap what were those stages from zero to 10 million for anyone who missed the last episode? Well, so, you know, I'm going to go really quickly just so we have more time to spend on the offers. I mean, we could literally- Yeah, absolutely. Just offers. Yeah. But there are stages of plateaus that happen as you're scaling up to $10 million plus in a consulting agency. At these plateaus, you can be stuck at these plateaus anywhere for like one, two, three years where- Basically, what you had done to get to that point, there's no longer working to get to the next point. There are different things that you can be doing. By the way, if anyone wants a free copy of my new book, if for a limited time, I will give you a free copy, digital copy. Um, I'll have to have the link there because I forgot off the top of my head right now. Maybe you have that. I will get it started. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. So we're one of the chapters that talks through those different growth stages. I think it's chapter four or five. So you can go through and, and you can see what the short stages are and what you need to be doing at this stage. But I think the most valuable thing to be talking about is like is the actual subtitle of the book. So hands off CEO, triple your fees and probably scale consulting agency that grows without you. Now, a lot of people think that to be able to scale a, a consulting company, what happens is, or an agency, you're, they're, they're looking at it and saying, hey, you know what? I want to grow 50% this year. I want to grow 100% this year. Well, you know what? To be able to do that, I'm the bottleneck to this. So what we need to do is we need to make this more scalable. 
So what they do is they say, okay, we need to build more systems and then build more systems and build more systems and build even more systems on top of that, right? They go and hire this leader, hire that leader. Like, I, we need to get this operations person to play all these things. And, and here's the thing is, is that while these, these three aspects of, it's not that they're, it's incorrect. You do need to need, need them make your company scalable. You do need to hire an operations leader that can help you run the company. You um, do need to build more systems, but you're doing it all in the wrong order. So here's the thing is, is that maybe I'll just quickly lay out how this actually should fit together. Is that you do need to hire, you do need to build more systems, but the systems actually need to be driven by the right direction to scale your company. So if you're building systems in isolation of what is the actual direction to grow the company, then you are building the wrong systems. And by the way, if you're the one building the systems, you're doing it all wrong. It should be your operations leader who's building the systems. And if you're hiring an operations leader and you're not clear on what the best way is to grow the company, then you're missing out on a tremendous amount of growth and you're focusing on completely ass backwards way of growing. You're yeah. focusing on scale first. Because you're, what you're doing is you're essentially saying, you know, we care about our scale to hell with what our clients need. Hmm. I know that's kind of a bold statement, but really like your clients don't care about your scale. Your clients yeah. don't even care about your profit. Your clients, they care about the result that they get. And they only care about your agency if you're being going to be able to generate results that are going to be very interesting and enticing to them. Yeah. And the problem is, is most agencies don't actually deliver results that are that that enticing, and um, they know it, mm. and they really struggle to make good quality, to bring in good quality um, leads, good quality clients because they blow this one most important question. The unspoken question that every prospect has is, all right, if we invest with you for you know say a year. How is my company going to look different? Mm. Yeah. That's the question that they're asking that they're not actually telling you. Right. How they ask this question is, is they might say, well, well, um, you know, what kind of results can we get working with you? And then what is the response to that, AJ? What is always the response to that? Yeah. When, you know, but when a client says, what kind of results can I get? It's like, well, I'm not sure. It depends on all these things that we've had some clients that have done this, it done that. It's, yeah, it depends. Exactly. Yeah, it depends. So they blow look. They blow the question here. They <laughs> they blow it. But saying yeah. it depends. Here's the thing: is of course it depends. But you get to choose what it depends. Like you are when you are a true expert. When you can say what it depends upon, it depends on the price point. It depends on their sales cycle. It depends on the leadership. It depends on. I don't know if I said price point already. The the the, the uh, sales cycle. It depends on. The gross margin, probably, it depends on all sorts of different things, right? Yeah. It can depend on the industry. It can depend on how long the company has been in business. But here's the thing is, is that what if we just stacked our odds and say, well, it does depend on these factors and we're choosing to only create results at, you know, a million dollars plus a year. We don't, we don't do anything less than this. I was just talking to a client earlier today and, and I said, okay, well, what's the, what's the base What's the bare minimum results that you're going to be, you're going to be creating with a client? Well, the bare minimum is three to five million a year, bare minimum. Hmm. So when you know what your minimum is, now you can work backwards and say, well, um, 
what is it going to take for us to create that result? Who do we need to work with? Mm. And uh, what are the things that they need to have in place? What are the conditions for success that we need to create and be responsible for? When someone says it depends, really what it means is that I'm not willing to be responsible for what it depends upon. What that means is that, you know, you pay us the money, we'll roll the dice and we'll see how it goes. How compelling is that? Yeah, it sounds great, right? Sign me up. Let me, here's a hundred grand. (laughs) Well, this is the agency world. And for some reason, it's like such a foreign concept to really stand by results and make bigger offers, make bigger claims. I mean, went and paid our builder for the outcome of building us a beautiful home that functionally works if that roof is leaking and if he doesn't come and fix that roof like he's going to get sued you know they have to stand by results but for some insane reason (laughs) the professional services world we can just wash our hands clean to this and say well you know what um we'll see how it goes but it's gone on you yeah for sure i'm not necessarily just talking about results i'm talking about expanding i'm talking about thinking bigger Mm. and looking at what does it take to be able to create results that we have never created and that starts with looking at what have we done in the past so if we're looking at our top five percent of case studies right maybe it's it's looking at this and saying hey you know what what are what are we seeing as a trend are they b2b are they b2c are they retail are they like every agency has their own sweet spot they have their own profit sweet spot and we worked with hundreds of agencies and i am I've also had the the pleasure of, you know, consulting with thousands of them. I can see that every single agency has an ability. They can have sweet spot and there's a formula and uh, that a formula to, to get to this profit sweet spot that allows you to triple your fees. Maybe I should have led with that. So here's the thing is, is that those listening to this and saying, well, you know, that sounds great, but you know what? That's expensive. That's hard. That's a lot of innovation. And it is. But is it worth it if you could triple your fees? Is it worth it if you could be doing, you know, a little bit more work for 300% higher price point or even 10 times higher price points? These are not unreasonable numbers that I guess everything that we do is rather unreasonable. They're very normal for what we see with our clients. Yeah. So if you're looking at triple fee, then all of that extra amount that you that you are, your client is investing is pure profit. So you're not looking at a 300% increase in, in profit. You're looking at vastly higher percent increase than profit. Right. Because it could be a thousand percent increase in profit. Because there's the fixed cost of managing the account and doing some of the base things. So basically, basically what I'm hearing you say from that last part, and there's a lot I want, I want to touch back on this, but that last part, I just want to clarify, you're saying that, okay, if I want to triple my fees, that doesn't mean I show my profits. That means I could even 10x my profit because there's much more profit in this, like, yes. in that zone of like, you know, 1K to 10K a month, right? Which makes perfect sense. And that's what you're saying, right? Here's the thing is, is that even a 10% increase in, in pricing can double your profits. Wow. So for example, let, let's run the numbers quickly if that would be helpful. Yeah, for sure. So let's say you're doing a $10,000 service. You could also say a hundred thousand, but I, but we'll just start with ten thousand. So let's do it and say it's a ten thousand dollar project that you're doing, and let's say that you currently have a ten percent profit margin. By the way, lots of agencies listening to this may think that they have a higher than ten percent profit margin when you actually take into consider how much consideration how much you're paying yourself or not paying yourself based on a market wage. You may find that you're actually negative profit. 
by the way. So just one thing, if you're feeling like 10% is, is not a very high profit margin, it's actually pretty high profit margin for a lot of agencies that we see. That's one of the first things we go to fix with, with our, working with our clients, by the way, so that they get fully paid what they actually are worth. Anyway, so $10,000, let's say a 10% profit margin, they're making $1,000 on that. Let's say that you increase the fees 10%. So now you're charging $11,000. And now you have, your costs haven't changed at all. So now you have $2,000 of profit. So now you have doubled your profit with the 10% price increase. Mm. Now, if you tripled that, the numbers get really big really fast as far as the percentage of that. And then you multiply that across your clients, you run this in a spreadsheet and you'll see your eyes will pop out of your head and you realize how few clients you actually need in order to reach your profit goals. Mm. And why this is important is this that, you know, so many agencies, when we say, well, you know, what, 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 are the, what do you think you need to do to be able to scale your company? They think, oh, we need more clients. Mm. And let's say that they're working with 20 clients. We'll just say they're working with 20 clients right now. And it's not possible for them to even work with more than like 22 clients right now. Their head's about to explode at 20 clients and they're like, maybe they can bring on two more clients. So like, well, you know, we just need to double the number of clients we have and then we'll be able to double our profits. That's not exactly how, like, so the, the, the reality though is, is that you hit up against your, your capacity level. The best way to be able to scale growth is not just by doubling. That's growth and that's linear growth. So what we want to do is look at well, what if we could create the same profit with a quarter of the clients? Mm. And now to be able to reach our goals, a lot of our clients, as we go through this irresistible offer intensive process with them, which is this 12-week program we take our clients through. And um, we especially take our clients below a million. They have to go through this program to qualify for our, our Scale to Freedom program where we help them add millions of dollars of growth. But this is the this is the program we help them be able to triple their fees. So I hope I'm not sounding too promotional. I'm saying that. I just wanted to give context. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. What I'm where I'm talking about the case studies. So within this process at um, week four, we go through and we do some some simple profit modeling to help them look at what the numbers are and how many how many clients that they need to be get to. Let's say that their profit goal is five hundred thousand dollars. So with their current pricing to be able to reach five hundred thousand dollars of profit they may need like a hundred clients. It's just like ridiculous the, the way that it, that works. Now, with the irresistible offer that we walk them through it up at this point, they're starting to see the light. They had no idea earlier. I'm like, I don't know how we're going to make this happen, but like I trust you, I can see the process. I can see you guys have dozens of case studies. You know, you're doing, I want this. And um, once they see this, they realize, wow, actually I can reach my $500,000 profit goal not with 20 clients, but actually with like 90 clients. So I actually can be reaching our goal with less clients. Yeah. And when that, when they look at that, they're like, well, you know, maybe we can replace some of those lower level clients. They realize yeah. the capacity there and makes, it makes more sense. So I just talked a lot about a lot of numbers right there. And maybe, um, maybe I want to get everybody a second to breathe on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Does that make sense, AJ? The agencies that do the best and grow the most are the ones that have excellent offers, great marketing, and great sales systems. 
Now, the customer acquisition process can be really hard to master. There's a lot that goes into generating leads, closing deals, building a sales team, especially since our industry is so competitive and there's so many agencies and freelancers out there, it makes it really hard to stand out and grow and win you know, the clients that you want. Now, fortunately, we've created a free Facebook community with trainings, weekly live sessions, and tons of really valuable networking opportunities with six, seven, and eight figure agency owners. You can find it here on Facebook at B2B Sales and Marketing Secrets. So right now, go to Facebook, do a search and type in B2B Sales and Marketing Secrets. Or you can just add me on Facebook, AJ Casada, and find a link on my profile. There's also a free mini course inside on how to generate more leads, close more deals, and scale your agency. I highly recommend you join. It'll only take one minute. And if you ever need any questions or need advice, just email me at aj at revenueboost.net. So again, if you ever want to drop me a question, email me at aj at revenueboost.net. I love helping agencies and sharing ideas about how they can grow further. And again, go join our free Facebook community, guys. It's so valuable. We have great trainings in there, great posts, and tons and tons of content that we don't normally share with the public. So go to the Facebook group right now, B2B Sales and Marketing Secrets. Drop me a message once you're in there. I love to connect with our community members and check out the video trainings and the free course we have inside. See you there. Now back to the show. A lot of really important gems in what you said there. And like, if you're... If you're listening to this and you're like, how do I do that? So first of all, what she's saying is, okay, yes, if I increase my, pri- my price from 10K to 11K and I'm not increasing like extra service or I'm just innovating my process where I'm giving a better result or presenting it in a way where the result's clear, that's not 10% more profit. That's double the profit, right? And when you can go from 10K to 30K, you yeah. can imagine what happens. It's, it's like insane, right? And you know, it works the other way too, because if you, let's say I have 50 clients that are paying $1,000 a month. Well, if I double to 100 clients a month, 100 clients paying $1,000 a month, that doesn't mean double the profit. That actually means sometimes less profit because you're adding more operational complexity and more hands in the pie and more overhead, right? Oh, yeah. So it's, it's like they, they almost go in like completely different directions, right? It's, you know, going back to that statement of like, well, you know, to be able to scale, like to be able for us to grow, we need to become more scalable. And it's true you need to become more scalable. Becoming more sustainable is more important first, mm. particularly for an agency. So if you become more sustainable and become more profitable, then what happens is when you have a really good irresistible offer in place that actually has the promise to give the client what they actually want to buy. And we can talk about that in a moment. Yeah. What that does is it gives you the cash flow. It gives you the profit to be able to actually hire the people to do the work, to do more, mm. do more of the work. And that's primarily the number one reason that keeps the CEO stuck in delivery is actually a sales problem. Operations problems are are actually causing the sales process, not enough cash flow, not enough profit, keeping the CEO stuck in the delivery. Men go on, I can go on more, I can go on for a whole hour about why why this is the case and how operational issues are, are caused from this. But most uh, operations experts don't actually know this. So they give out advice that doesn't really fit the agency model. I'm not saying that there's not any value to it. You do need systems in the business, but you need the right systems that are actually going to scale profits. If you just hire more people for building all the wrong systems it, or running the wrong systems in your company, all you're doing is you're just digging a hole in your profit. Um, you're actually eroding away at profits. So, you know, some years go by, companies building out this business in this way, and then they come to us at a million, two million, three million, and they're like, profits decline. I don't know what's going on. And that's why, because they're running their business in this wrong way. 
there are some really intelligent agency owners that will come to us much earlier than that and say, I want to make sure we want to, we want to build this the right way. We got to hire up these people, but I want to make sure that we're doing this the right way. You know, our income is at this level and, um, you know, we want to, we want to be, be growing at least a hundred percent year over year growth every year. What's the right way to do this? So I, I love it. It makes sense for us to talk about the profit sweet spot formula. I was talking about, I've alluded to the profit sweet spot formula. This is, this is how you actually get to this series of offer. Yeah, I, I definitely would love to go into that formula. There's just two things I want to emphasize to make sure it's clear for the audience before we go into that formula. And I, I love that we're going to get to more actionably, how do you do this? The things I want to emphasize about what you said is being more sustainable versus being more scalable. Because yeah, I think a lot of times we think I need more systems. I need just one more person that's going to solve all my problems. No, you're just going to be, keep building upon this thing that's not really very efficient to begin with, right? And it really is kind of ties into like long-term vision and strategy, right? So when I when I'm hearing you talk about offers, I'm really hearing you talk about long-term vision and strategy. That's kind of what I'm what I'm at least taking from this, right? Because it's like if you don't really know where you're going, right? And you haven't really thought about the next couple of years, and you're just trying to like keep surviving and keep adding more stuff on, then you might be in a place where you have to redo all that to get to the next level, right? I love how we're talking about offers, but it's really oh. t- touching into like the the vision here, right? And part of what goes on too here is that the vision is absolutely critical, the most important part of it too. But what I see happen a lot of times is that, and maybe you you probably see this too, AJ, is that agency owners, it's like they're going on with like a horse with blinders, even more than that. Like they have such a limited view of what's actually possible for them. So so what happens is is that they set a vision, but it's just like, it's so low compared to what's actually possible. And because the vision is so low because they're being quote, reasonable, I want to be reasonable. Because we're only be reasonable, I only want to be able to, you know, go from one million to one point two million in the next year. Because I want to be reasonable. But here's the problem: is is that, and by the way, that may be a good goal for some people. So I don't want to necessarily sh- shoot that down. But but if you if you go with reasonable and say, you know what, we're going to be increasing our fees, but, but you know what, I know that our clients already give us pushback, and we're eroding away at our profits because of because of inflation already. So we're going to have to increase our fees. But you know what? We're just going to go ten percent because that's reasonable, right? And that like barely covers inflation. It doesn't actually cover inflation. So when you're looking at it this way, being reasonable is really damaging to your company. And the reason why people are doing this, they just don't take that. They don't know how to do it. It's like it is what I call in our, in our book the the how virus. The how virus keeps them from being able to see mm. what's really possible. Yeah. And instead, it's looking at what can you actually create. This really comes down to the, the stand that you want to take. What's the stand that you want to take in your industry? And um, do you want to become the top 1% in your industry? Do you really want to be that top 1%? Well, everybody says they want to become the top 1%, but the reality is that very few people are actually willing to do what that takes. The top 1% are the people who are, are, they are very quietly just dominating their industry and being flooded with the most ideal work and bringing on clients that are willing to pay double, triple, quadruple the amount because they are the very best. This is what these companies do. Yeah, anyway, so the prop is sweet spot. There's three different pieces that you're looking at here. One, painful problem. So we want to find a a problem that's worth solving. I can solve the problem of like uh, somebody's lawn is too long and I can go low it. I could do that if I wanted to, but that's not a big enough problem for me to solve, right? And most agencies need to solve bigger problems, much, much bigger problems. And then um, the next piece is, and I can stay a few more minutes. So I know we, I said we had a hard stop, but I can, I can go a few more minutes. But 
Okay, um, whatever works, yeah, appreciate it. So, yeah, so so one painful problem for one specific client type. Now, I didn't say industry, I said client type. A client yeah, type yeah. within the industry. So a profit sweet spot within that. And that's not B2B companies. That is, that may be um, industrial companies with 50 plus employees. Industrial manufacturing companies, 50 plus people that want to exit in five years. That is a profit speed spot client. That's an example of one of our, our, our uh, is close to, I may be misquoting a little bit. It's one of our clients, Wally, which I think we'll give, uh, we, we can go over because he's, um, he's 10x his price every time he's gone through this process. We're on the fourth iteration right now. I'll talk about this in a moment. I'll drop a link to this for him sharing a story in the, the chat too. Definitely. I think yeah, definitely. We, we could do that. Yeah. We, we recorded a quick little video when he came to our, our last retreat just before I hopped on the, the airplane. So I'll pop that in the chat or in the, the, the comments. So um, the profit sweet spot client, and then one outcome, one really big, bold outcome. Not like we're gonna help you increase your traffic 20%. Because here's the thing is, is like, what if it's garbage traffic? Yeah. How do we know if that guard, that traffic is even going to generate sales? Like, well, we can't control whether it's gonna generate sales. Really? Is that true? You can control that if you choose not to work with, if you choose to work only with with customers that have a functioning sales team. But if you choose to, to, to uh, take on everybody with with the pulse, then you're you're not gonna be able to control it. It's going to depend on that. And by the way, that's fine. That's what most mediocre companies do. They do that and they get what they get. And mm. their clients gamble with making investments. The way that they gamble is they say, hey, let's do a starter project. Let's try you guys out. So what we'll do is we're going to do this small, tiny project. And so they think about how much are they going to wager here? How much are they going to gamble? How much spaghetti are they going to throw against the wall and see if this works? So they get this teeny tiny investment, which is not enough money for the agency to actually prove their uh, results. And maybe it's for a small period of time, not enough time to actually do anything real. And then they train the client to value their services really low. Now they're, they're working their butt off to try to get enough of a result to get the client to upgrade to the next and to the next and the next. And this is what this looks like. I don't know. Have you seen this happen, AJ? Well, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I've met with, I've worked with yes. hundreds and hundreds of agencies and yeah, it's the same thing, right? It's like you, so, you know, something that could totally shoot, shoot you off in the foot, right? When you try to lower your price to just get the job, well, now the client sees you at that price, right? I totally like could understand where it comes from because it's like, well, how do I make a 15K a month offer? How do I make a two, you know, 200K a year offer or a 200K one project offer? You know, I think this really ties into client type because, you know, it's like if someone's listening to this and they're working with like local businesses or restaurants and they're like, there's no way I can charge my clients 500 grand no matter what I do for them. Great. Well, then now you know that if you want to do this and yeah, you want to have higher prices, you got, you got to switch to a different client type, right? So it all kind of ties together. And I love where, I love how simple the formula is. Yeah. And they're like, well, you know, that's really hard. It's just like, well, yeah, guess what? If you don't want it hard, then go get a job. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. It, the other thing is choose your hard, you know, do you want your sales to be hard? Do you want marketing to be hard? Do you want it to be really expensive to generate a lead? Do you want having low profit margins because you're charging too low and low cash flow because you can't charge enough upfront investments because there's because your clients don't have enough certainty to be able to invest with you. Those are all hard problems too. Those are much harder problems than the difficult challenge of like going and entering a new industry that's going to pay you a lot more. Choose your hard. 
That's just why I say it. So just choose to your heart. Maybe we should get in some get in some some examples of this too. So I alluded to Wally here, and Wally went from being able to, from charging. He, he um, had a marketing agency, which is now positioned differently now. But well, both started a marketing agency where their their introductory offer was twenty five hundred. Going through the years this law for the first time, this was some years back. So this was a a different place where we were at. But he were he was able to get to twenty five thousand. And then he was able to increase the twenty five thousand. We really pushed him, keep going, to get to a hundred thousand. And then the hundred thousand, he was able to get to a two hundred thousand dollar offer. And now we're working on a million dollar offer for right now. Right now. This Amazing. is this fourth iteration. This is not all about the offer. This is about how Wally has chosen to develop himself into not just being a marketing, just doing marketing, but developing the excellence to becoming an exit strategist specifically for this target market that he's working with. Now, they are still doing marketing. He actually grew into this. So this yeah. was over time. It, it takes some time to become the very best in your field as well. If you already are really good at what you do, if you have some great case... And Wally had to develop some of the case studies as he went along, right? But many of our clients come to us and say, you know, we're raising money for these type of nonprofits and, um, you know, we're, we're helping them be able to raise this, this amount of money that's different every time. I don't, I don't know if we can actually promise anything. That's almost always what they say. I'm like, I can't promise anything because it's so different. Just like, yes, but what kind of things could you control? And how do you qualify your clients up front? And you can say, hey, you know, whether we can do this or not. And by the way, if like we raise a million dollars of funds for you in the next six months, like you can't do that for everybody. But you could qualify them and say, hey, you know what? Based upon what you have here, we actually have another extra step here that we have to do, which is going to extend this. It's not going to be six months. It's going to be 12 months. And maybe it's even 18 months. So we can help you get to a million in 18 months. Is that okay? Yes, of course. And you build trust in that because they now see that um, you understand what generates results, what conditions need to be present. Mm. So the yeah. thing is, is your clients are not necessarily, they're not going to have a problem with you never have, like, one of the things that our clients oftentimes ask us before they join our programs is like, has this ever not worked? Like, and I'll say, yes, absolutely hasn't worked. Here's why it won't work. We'll share some of the conditions that won't work if you don't have a good enough, if you don't have a good enough results already. So if you're starting out and you don't really know what you're doing and you haven't generated enough case studies, this is not for you yet. Think about this. Use this as your thinking to define where you're going to grow, but it's not ready for you. If you show up and don't actually like emotionally get into this and if you're not bold, if you're not, if you choose not to be bold, if you're going to get scared and don't show up, it's not going to work for you, right? So there are conditions where it doesn't work under and so we do our best to screen out those people that don't have what it takes to be able to do this. But anyone who has great results for their clients, who is willing to stand by bold results and really wants to, wants to be the visionary in their company, they can make this happen. They can make it happen. Yeah, you have to want it. And I think honestly, a lot of people do want it because I think a lot of people, if they're asked, I actually made a post recently in our B2B Facebook group recently. I said, hey, would you rather have seven clients or 30 clients, if you were both making the same, you know, similar profit revenue either way, most people were like, yeah, I'd rather have less clients, right? Because it's just more profitable and, le and less less to manage, right? Not everyone wants to manage 100 clients or 50 employees, right? You don't need to. But um, I think it's a great note that to end off on is, is exactly what you said, that like you, first step is you have to want it, for, and then second step is believe it's possible, right? Even if you don't know the how, and I like how you said the how virus, because I really believe this as well. 
if you get stuck thinking in how is it going to work, you're going to, you're not going to try. You have to first believe I can do this and let me just be creative on how it's going to be and how it's going to work later. But first, like I'm going to figure out how to do this. And I think that's really uh, empowering, you know? Yeah. Just have to choose it and say, this is, this is what we're doing. Yeah. And then, and then just commit to it and then make it work and see, you know, seek out like an expert like yourself to, to just help them craft that. Right. So I appreciate you, you know, again, hopping on the show. It's, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. I know you could talk about this for hours and I appreciate you also giving your new book as a gift to the podcast viewers and Facebook groups. So everyone listening, just look on the, on the post below. If you're on the podcast, how to scale agency, just look on the show notes and we'll have a, a free copy for you just the, the PDF. And, um, yeah, I highly recommend you just download it right away, connect with Mandy and, uh, like just, just put this to work because it's so powerful yeah. and, the, and the results are so insane. Just changing your offer changes everything. And uh, again, thanks for hopping on the show, Mandy. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next time. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, please give us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening and tell us what you think. It really motivates us a lot to make more episodes and helps us out a ton with getting the show out there. Now, if you're trying to grow and get more clients and you like me and my team to help you come up with a personalized growth strategy for your agency, we can help head over to revenueboost.net slash contact and you can book a growth call with my team. This will be a one-on-one call where we'll show you what's working right now when it comes to generating leads, booking calls, and acquiring clients at scale. And you can learn about our programs where we can work with you to help your agency scale and get you more dream clients. Again, head over to revenueboost.net slash contact and see you on the next episode.